Greetings and fellow adventurers, welcome to the MinMax Podcast. We want to thank you for joining us and you do so as we continue the Extinction Curse. As always, we'd like to invite you to come join our Discord where you can hang out with us and other listeners of the show. And if you'd like to throw a little financial support our way, you can check out our Patreon and a shout out to all of those at our big number level and above. Rock Jedi, Iggy, Wolf, Blodimus Slump, Thunder Mammoth, The Trevor Project, Das Chris, Fizzgig, AC Goldner, Eric R. Oh, just going to sneak right past you there. Indie Link, Tawdry Monster, Mercutio, Angel Shadowheart, Forevermore, Sirendon, Tiki Lopez, Licky Dopez, Rickety Rope Bridge, Alex K, Mordine, Doma El Laca, Dr. Grinis, Frank L, Just Mike Works, Ross D, Marab Syndrome, Fig Tears, Zach S, Jamie H, Mr. Turtle, Sleeve, Darren, Caleb W, Corey, Pickle, Mr. Grimm, Fire Down, M54, Ewas, Jameson S, Eric R, Plus Two, Vorpal Salmon of Whacking, I'm Not a Robot. And a shout-out to new patron this week at the big number, George F. Thank you all so much for your support. And now a recap of Session 141. After hitting Level 20 and deciding to just head to the tower, we teleport right to the big grand entrance, hundreds of feet up. Once there, four big demons immediately attack. Combat is swingy, but as it ends, a stupefied beach pie rides a dragon all the way to the ground. The wizard scoops him back up and we regroup at the entrance to deal with Jeb's bleed healing up and a giant blade barrier in the doorway. So while they're fucking around with that bleed and healing us up, I'm gonna start examining this uh, doorway that you said is blocked by some like magical swords or something? Yeah, yeah. In fact, if you'd like, you can go ahead and give me an arcana check on that. Is it a identify or what is it exactly? identify magic here yeah okay i am gonna take twice as long so this will take me to this takes me two actions to identify it <laughs> i'll take twice as long he says <laughs> roll a two and i get a 41 a 41 that is enough to identify the spell the spell is blade barrier However, there's something about it that you can't quite put your finger on something extra something divine I'm looking up Blade Barrier. Give me a moment. Can we take a second to discuss the fact that, once again, Aridin has, like, fucking fiend things guarding his shit? <laughs> like, seriously, fuck this guy. He was lawful neutral, not lawful good. Uh, still, fiends are evil. <laughs> True. Well, I begin to try and make a medicine check on everybody. Ten minutes, if it if it goes off, everybody heals 42, except for me. I heal 47. I refocus. Your first 10 minutes goes off, and in that time, as the wizard kind of, like, identifies the blade barrier, but understands there's more to it, something divine, something that feels like it's tied to the trials. I show them all the sheep we got. (laughs) I thought we handled the sheep. They're not with you. (laughs) Look at these sheep. (laughs) As, As I approach it to examine it, it doesn't seem like it's, like, Parting for me or anything like I, we must be missing something. No, it, it it certainly isn't parting for you for you as you go get close to it. Okay. Another thing you notice because you have the time within the ten minutes, the uh, dinosaurs, the saurians that are in the next tier up, which is a good two hundred feet up, they are no longer watching. Out of boredom, or that I just can't see it. Nice, Peachberry. Are you gonna keep healing us up, or? Yeah, it's, I'm gonna if I can. So, couldn't we just fly up to the second level, too? Or all the way to the top? 
They didn't really think out having a bunch of level 20 adventures. Tyler just looks like he's like shaking his head like, don't, don't do that. <laughs> no, you go on. You go on. Do what you want to do. I, I, I had the time. I prepared for all these possibilities. So you guys just want to fly to the top? Well, in, in like an hour. I mean, also, we don't know. I mean, maybe what we're looking for isn't at the top. I don't know. True. Okay. Well, do we get, we want to fly up, or do we want to just go through this barrier? I have an idea to go around it. I say we go through. If we can figure out a way through the barrier. Okay, collective transposition. Okay. All right. Yeah, collective transposition is a good way to avoid the uh, avoid the problem altogether. Zoop. Isn't there like do two people? Can you do four people with that? I'm going to cast it twice. Well, there you go. Solutions. There's one casting and a drain bonded item for six level to do a second casting. Done. More like dumb. <laughs> I didn't feel like trying to re-prepare a high level dispel magic for this bullshit. Let's just use two six level spells and call it good. I do wonder if we could have just passed through it because we accomplished enough things, but maybe we didn't accomplish enough things. I, I think there I was like know. one specific one that we probably needed to get past or something. I mean, how much damage could the blade barrier do anyways? Hmm. <laughs> Even I don't want to find out. I mean, a base one? A base one, which is only 6th level, would do 78 force damage. So if this one had some divine bullshit or some other shit added into it, it definitely could have hurt. Assuming it's higher than 6th level. David, you've been rolling a bunch of medicine checks. How long does it take us to recover? We're at 50 right now. 50 minutes? Alright. I'm full. Yeah, probably everybody's going to be full except for me, and I'm still 88 away after 50 minutes. <laughs> so, on to an hour. Alright, it takes me an hour 20 minutes to heal all the way back up. Jesus. I think that includes one nat one in there. No problem. You're able to go off. As Peach Pie is sitting here healing everybody, you really get a chance to look. And it's Im- almost impossible not to. The view from up here is spectacular. And if you were to walk around in the north side of the tower, you would see, even as clearly and as far as the Isle of Aaron, where you started this adventure. I look for my house. (laughs) (laughs) It seems so long ago. So after an hour and 20 minutes, we transport next to the doors? Collectively, yes. Collectively? (laughs) I, I I haven't given any out. Take a hero point, Ted. That was that was well played. The doors that are in front of you, these giant carved from this green marble stone doors. If you kind of go up and touch it and push it a little bit, they slide cleanly, almost as by magic, into this room, this entryway, this wide, spacious hall is suitable for royalty. Thick, rich rugs cover the mirror-polished marble floor, while an immense chandelier of ancient design bears and reflects dozens of flickering flames. A double door stands on each of the three walls in front of you, and there are statues in the likeness of the last Aslanti, Eridan. He's really full of himself, isn't he? Yes. A little bit. I step inside. I also step inside. Onward. To where? We fight the four statues. <laughs> to start attacking them. Ah. Yes. They don't respond. And 
in fact, if you were to attack or chop at the statues, it just kind of tanks right off of it. Any sort of examination of the walls and the statues here would indicate that they're magically hardened. I'm so magically hard right now. (laughs) David went to say something and decided against it. I saw him move closer to his mic and then just move away like, no. <laughs> Was it magically hard? Was that it? <laughs> I, you know, I made many jokes. I, would, I, I think I was just going to say, I'll make you magically hard. And I thought, nah, it's dumb. Not even, yeah, it's yeah, not even good. good. <laughs> Your last too easy. It's just... I mean... But yeah, if you were a god and you were building this thing, wouldn't you make it like shit that's important to you? Like shit that was important to you as a god? Not just, like, all about you? What a fucking piece of shit. Arden is just Elon Musk. <laughs> like, I mean, this green line keeps moving forward, so I guess we've... I'd say we go straight, right? But there could be loot in the side rooms. Yeah, but straight. Okay. <laughs> Let's go straight. I knock on this door. And even just the force of your knock, gentle as that is, is enough to make the door swing open, showing you a perfectly cut green marble staircase leading up. Oh, look. Stairs. Should we go up? I think we check the side rooms now. (sighs) All right, fine. Fine. Go open the other door. We'll see where it goes. There's two other doors. Which one do you go for? The west or the east door? West. Sorry? (laughs) We open both (laughs) at the same time. Uh, It's an oldie but a goodie. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Then who opens the east door? Who opens the west door? Peach Pie opens the west. The Wiz opens the east. Are we we actually doing this? I am not standing in between the two of those doors. Moonlight just backs up against the wall. 20th level shenanigans. Now is the time. (laughs) (laughs) I take one of my misform elixirs. If we all die, who cares? So the first thing that happens is, Wizard, as you go to push open that door, you need to give me a will save. My God, are these doors trapped? Is that a mental effect? Uh, nope. At 44? Wizard, your form begins to shift, and you can feel it shifting your anatomy around. You're fighting it, and okay. You hold it at bay. I think I have to poop, guys. <laughs> <laughs> you know, actual play podcasts always leave out the important human bodily functions. Like it's true. Elves poop. still poop. <laughs> Everyone poops. Uh, Jeb doesn't. <laughs> I don't. I don't eat food. <laughs> Everyone poops, but Jeb. As as the wizard declares his uh, his potential need to poop, Peach Pie, you open your door and you catch a Zolgath, dark blue in color. White robes, holding a saucer and a teacup, walking across the room, and looks up at you in the, in the middle of a, of a little sip, and then just spits it out. <laughs> to the east, we're we're still going here. We're still going because all this all this shit happens at the same time. To the east, a creature, uh, a a man in robes, 
is floating in front of the doors. Oh, I'm gonna be this guy's best friend. <laughs> Where a, a a body would be is the color of deep space in purples and blues. It has two orbs floating over its head. One that looks like a black oh, hole. Shit. And the other that looks like a sun. Oh, that guy's cool. Dude, he looks Fuck so looking. fucking awesome. Like I said, I want to be this guy's that best friend. Is amazing. So it looks like 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 a guy. So basically, imagine fucking Doctor Manhattan, naked, yeah. yeah, and blue. No big dong, but uh, no big dong. I will make one for him. <laughs> I will give you a dong. But instead of being blue, he's like colored like a galaxy, like dark purple with like fucking stars all over him. Nebulas. Cape. Yeah, his hu- and nebulas. His huge cape is the same thing, but only on the inside. I he said cake. He's, like he's just got he's a got fucking a fat thick ass. ass. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> no, this dude's cut. No, the outside of the cape is just all silver. No, this dude's cut as fuck. He's got like a fucking. There's a ten pack there, at least. I'm zooming into. <laughs> Confirm, yeah, yes. the abs. That, I, well, I'm gonna do that, but I was also confirming there is no large dong. There's no dong at all. There's no large dog, and he's also faceless. He, he looks like a godma or a dogma angel. Angel, you know? yeah, yeah. Asexual. Ten, <laughs> ten abs. Ten abs. Also faceless, and in each hand is a, a one hand's a black orb, one hand's a white orb floating that look like they're coming out of where his face would have been. No, I thought that was his eyes. Yeah, like, kind of like eyes, yeah. <laughs> kind of like eyes, yeah. sure. So that's fucking cool. Oh, I want one. Wait, wait, so which one do we want to do first, Peach Pie or me? Fuck the Zolgath. I slam my door and go back over to the interesting thing. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, you got a Zolgath sipping tea. <laughs> There's just a stupid Zolgath in mine. I don't think Tyler's going to let you move back over. <laughs> no, I'm totally cool with that. I'm totally cool with that. Just slowly shut the door. The first thing I say is, oh, hey, and I'm going to do a recall knowledge check to see if I know anything about this. Like, wh- wh- what is this? This is your uncle. Who is this? What is this? Can I make a check? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Take twice as long? Two actions? That's just fine. Okay. You know nothing. Oh, my God. <laughs> Why do I get mad ones on these? Um, I got two hero points. Do you want to know the result first? Yeah, as a success... You took twice as long. So I can't critically fail on the net one. A 41 is a success. Okay, yeah, success. Tell me what it is. So this is a monitor Aeon. Aeons are like self-styled defenders of reality. Uh, Traditional Aeons have dualistic natures and forms, and they hold a dichotomy of interests... Although Axiomites and Inevitables do not. That's a different story. Uh, But Aeons other than them communicate via strange telepathic hodgepodge of sensory sending called envisioning. And everybody go ahead and move themselves into that room. Like, even if we don't want to be? No, if you don't want to be, you can stay. (laughs) I want to get get up and close to this thing and be like, hey, we're best friends now. Oh, he's large, too. Or it's large, I'm sorry. (laughs) They are large. They're large. Let's go with they're large. That's probably better. As you enter the room, this creature just kind of looks over you after you after you say hi. You're bombarded with imagery. The first thing that you see, anybody who's in the room here, the first thing that you see is 
the glimpse of an endless, perfectly ordered city. And then flicker, it cuts to a human man with dark hair and green robes that you recognize now as Aridin. And then it flickers to a hall of wonders with various objects within it. And then it flickers and you see the convergence lattice, that thing that the wizard took from the eagle's fortress further down the mountain, taken from an empty case. And then it flickers and then you get this spiraling sense of this spreading chaos and destruction enveloping the world and then the universe. And it flickers again. And you see the Pleroma, which is the name of this creature, accompanied with a sudden sense of certain finality. Then the images stop. When you said that I saw the Convergence Lattice being taken out of a case, if I look around, do I see that case? You do. I pull out the Convergence Lattice and hand it over. To uh, the Paloma? I was going to say Peter, but yes. <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> it sends you a sense of completion, of wholeness, of duty upheld, and floats it over to the case and sets it inside, closes the door, floats back to you, and then communicates its name to you. Ways the epochs ways the epoch that's his name yes ways the epochs i'm the wizard nice to meet you it communicates with you that it is the protector it entered into an agreement with eridan to protect these items and it thank it's thanking you for bringing the convergence lattice back you're very welcome. I'm really holding back the, the feeling of asking for something in return. Did I just think that out loud? <laughs> it, it, it gets it anyways, because it gets this telepathy. It looks to the south, kind of points at this desk, this polished desk of rich mahogany, and there's a tome that lays open on the surface with several other books stacked to the side. And then it sends to you... To the right, as he gestures north, is display case after display case of wondrous objects. And he throws a hand open on the other (laughs) side. He sends a look-don't-touch message. What? He's still hesitant of you. Recently, something's been taken, and even though you've returned it, he's hesitant to trust so soon. What else can I give him that might build more trust? Do I have any other stupid artifacts? You got the chalice. (laughs) I pull up the chalice? Peach Pie does. Who's got the chalice? I still have the chalice. I pull up the chalice and look at it, look at him, and like, (laughs) It gets a little, it gets close to it, and it looks around. It's a pretty low-level artifact. It recoils from it. Okay, I I shoved that back up a sleeve. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> Probably because he seems very, like, orderly, and that's chaos. Yeah, that's, that's a good point. Order, chaos, yeah, okay, okay. Okay, I'll, I'm just going to go start examining shit. Um, like, everything. I, I won't touch. I'll look at everything and just examine everything. <laughs> I want to know what the fuck is all, all in this room. I'm so glad I stole that convergence lattice. I mean, I didn't steal it. I just didn't give it to the person we were guys, you know, supposed to give it to. Like, fuck them. Recovered. Like, I knew there was a reason to, to steal to keep that shit. I keep saying steal. It's not steal. 
Recovered is the right thing. Just, you know, just like the English recovered so many artifacts from other places. You're <laughs> trying to take the thing that I've right, already rightfully stolen. While we go on the wizard searching spree, uh, what's everybody else going to do here? Immediately as you open the double doors, there are two giant adamantine golem statues standing there, vigilant. But they don't make a move at your entrance. These are the same types of adamantine golems and, again, in, of course, Aridin's image, that were patrolling the valley. Once you gained four of the trial's blessings, they stopped coming after you. Uh, guys, I don't know if you guys got the message, but don't touch anything. He, he, like, just, just look, Jeb. <laughs> Moonlight decides the tea cup, tea sipping um, Zolgas seems a lot more interesting and goes back over there. You guys go do that. I'm staying in this room. Alright. Okay. Oh, we're splitting the party. I mean, I'm already spending many, many rounds in here. Because it takes me two actions to identify things, right? Generally, yeah. That's basically it. Why are we splitting up? Because you guys got bored of me doing wizardy things. Mostly because we're bored. You know, something that normally happens. Wizards like, mm, I'm gonna spend like There's five hours. There's a room full of wondrous oh. items. Like what? That it said you couldn't take. So what the fuck does it matter? It might let me take something. It's called the Hall of Wonders, man. It might let me take one thing. I just want to look at things. All right. Here's what happens when you go back, Wizard. You're going north first to check out the items. I'm gonna say books. The books. Books are always the wizard's go-to. Am I allowed to touch the books? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Mostly Moonlight's... It's all these couches. It's like, hmm, maybe we should go take a nap. Is it in a language I'm gonna have trouble reading at all? Because I have Legendary Codebreaker. I mean, do you know Aslanti? Yes. Then, no, you can read it just fine. Okay. So even if I have to decipher it, it's at normal speed. Yeah, you don't even have to do... You don't even have to take it that far. I wanted to use Legendary Codebreaker, but that's cool. Reading books has benefited us multiple times, guys. It's okay. Fucking nerd! And that is always your response, and it always turns out okay. I protect the nerd! (laughs) (laughs) So, when you get to the, the book that's open on the polished mahogany desk in here, you see little drawn out diagrams of the convergence lattice, as well as several notes written in a, a neat, tight script, just detailing what is known of the Convergence Lattice. Anything I didn't already know? Nope. Anything that you needed to know, you figured out when you first encountered it. Okay. What you do find out is that Aridin took it from Axis, and the entities in Axis oh, yeah. never came after it. He so, stole it. Stole. He stole it. Again. Mm-hmm. I mean... It's stealing when he does it. It's recovering when I do it, right? That's how it's, that this, that's how this is working. <laughs> the Epochs, whatever the fuck his name is, is he from Axis? I believe so, yes. Okay. Does his attitude improve if I speak to him in Protean in my head? What are you going to try to communicate to ways the Epochs? I don't know. It's just, just chilling, hanging out. I'm not doing a fucking diplomacy check. You can fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, actually... I have a negative one to diplomacy. It's not happening. 
communicating and improving ways the epoch's standing towards you because of the strange way that it does communicate requires a society check. Oh, hell yeah. So if you want to communicate something to ways the epochs and like, you know, what I would normally ask for a diplomacy check, that's not what's going to I'm going to hold off here. until I find something I might actually want and then make a society check to try to convince him to let me take it. But that's good to know. Uh, some of the other books that are stacked here are much more interesting. We'll come back to that in a second. In the meantime, uh, the Zolgath, who had just uh, is now, as you reopen the door, uh, down on hands and knees with a towel, cleaning up the tea from the polished marble floor. And there's five others that are in the in the room. And they all stare at you as you walk in. Who, who are you? Who are you? Yeah, come in, come in. They say in Draconic. Hi. Hello. I don't know what you just said. I say in common. <laughs> What's Draconic sound like? You haven't heard me talking to Tron. Draconic. I just assume you have a poor accent and everything you speak. That's valid. <laughs> You've heard me speak in a lot of languages at this point, so that's fair. <laughs> they look at each other, and then they look back to you, and they shake their heads, and they they shrug. Can we sit down to tea with them? Yeah, Moonlight points at the couches. <laughs> tea? Alright. Go ahead and give um, me the diplomacy check. <laughs> Panamine. Oh god. Uh, 46. <laughs> okay. The Zolgas look at each other. These ones don't smell at all. In fact, these are the same Zolgas that you encountered at the Scholars trial. The ones that you let go? I gotta sit down with them. Fuck it. I have to. Like the exact same ones? No, they look, they look the same like... Like the same version of Zolgath, you know? There are several different types of Zolgath. These ones are the Thought Maw Zolgaths. And just so you know, I do have group impressions, so I can do all... F- I can do four at a time. Four at a time. With the diplomacy, yes. Nice. <laughs> but I'm also just going to go sit down. <laughs> Here's one of them. The one with the T. All those guys are actually look cool. Yeah. They don't look like dumb Zolgath idiot ones. <laughs> they look like maybe they're a little smarter. Civilized. <laughs> awesome. They just look clean. Peach Pie, do you have some tea? We can add. We can have some too. Oh God, I don't think so. I do. You just have poly, poly, polypurpose panaceas. Polypurpose panaceas. Hell yeah! I had some <laughs> out. Fucked up with some Zolgas that you can't talk to. Yeah, <laughs> that's what we're doing. Hell yeah! Well, that's exactly what we like, do. Looking at wondrous items with some interdimensional being. Four polypurpose panaceas <laughs> crossed off my inventory. All right, so then uh, as as you go sit down on the couch and they, they uh, you gesture toward the couch and they, you know, gesture as well, go and sit across the, the coffee table. There's two couches facing each other. Um, after a few minutes, uh, a couple of more of the Zolgas come in. There's like eight in here total now, but as you're all sipping tea, they're trying to pantomime to you, talking to each other in Draconic. And you just relax and chill. The four Zogas that are on the couch that are across from you are just, like, splayed out. They're just melting into the couch right now. Hell yeah. yeah. I mean, Moonlight will try Sylvan, but I'm assuming that doesn't work, and then they'll just be like... Fuck it. Just kind of raise a glass. Just, just and start- wait for me to come in. Be like, oh, hey. They clearly switch a language, too, and they start speaking in something that's a little uh, less... A guttural and sharp like the draconic language is. You've spent some time in the Darklands. It's certainly under common. Ah. Uh, 
Did these Zolgas see me communicating with Waze across the hall? No, the the doors always close once you pass through them. Oh. They're perfectly set and always return back to a neutral position. While Moonlight and Peachfire having some tea and doing some drugs with the Zolgas in the West Room, we're going to cut back over to the wizard. Do you want to continue with the books? All these Arcana checks. And shins- yeah, give me the checks. What do I want to know? Yeah. <laughs> Do you want the books first? Yes, books. I'm at the desk to the south, looking at books. Okay, so in regards to the books, what you see here is a little bit of a telling in the same tight, neat script of the creation of the network that the Aeon Orbs use to sustain the Isle of Kortos' ecosystem. You see a certain set of notes, which, and I want you to give me a society check on this next one, uh, what's, what's it in regards to? Is it, like, identifying? Uh, society to decipher the writing. He writes a little bit in code here. So it's to decipher writing. Okay. Yep. I get a bonus for that. Uh, 49. 49. Okay. There are a series of pages here that, after you put them together, you realize that you're reading Aridan's hand. And Aridan shows that he has concerns about the accessibility of the Starstone. And he decided to create a fail-safe ritual to protect it, if necessary. Side note, if I succeeded, I critically succeeded. Legendary Codebreaker. Got it. This extinction curse... Whoa, name drop! ...would harness the power of the Aeon Orbs to undo their bounty, eradicate life from the islands, and sink them back to the sea undoing Aridin's work so he might start anew if necessary. But the text of the ritual itself is missing, torn roughly out of the pages of this book. I was really hoping I was just going to like end the campaign right here by learning something I shouldn't learn as a fucking legendary co-worker, <laughs> but that's cool. You do find, because of your critical success, that there are also a set of notes in here about the ritual after the section that had been torn out about that making use of something that's being labeled as the cleansing pool aids in harnessing the Aeon Orb's energy for the ritual. Okay. Somebody take notes on that or remember that? Because I won't. Oh, shit, I should be taking notes. Fuck. Yeah, we're not in the room. We can't do that for you, Zach. Something about <laughs> Something about the cleansing pool aiding in the ritual for the extinction curse... The cleansing pool aids in harnessing the Aeon Orb's energy, which can be directed towards the Extinction Curse. The Extinction Curse was completely devised as a fail-safe mechanism to protect the Star Zone, should something terrible... Any other good info in there? From my- ...happen. Um, unfortunately, any all the, all the info you really want okay, is torn out. out of this book. Alright. Next book, what else I got? That's basically it for books. Onto the items. I begin to look at... Oh, there's so many cases here. I start looking at everything. We'll start here. Alright, so what you find here are perfectly preserved books. Magically sealed, and there's just hundreds of them. All these shelves on the sides are cabinets that open up to magical spaces that hold books in perfect stasis. These books look like they were minted yesterday. Oh my god. And you see every... This is like uh, Encyclopedia Aridin. Like... Is this just like history books and like... 
history of the Islanti Empire, very famous fiction works from the Islanti Empire. Like, a lot of the stuff that's here is Islanti-based, or... This guy's gonna be my new best friend, I'm coming back here once we, you know, save the world and bullshit. But, um, any books that stick out to me that could be important to me as far as, like, making us succeed or anything... A quick scan of the titles that you see here don't indicate that you're going to see what you need. The most important, relevant books were the ones that were on the table. Okay. I'm definitely coming back here once everything's done, though. He's my new best friend. Um, Moving on from the books, then, as long as there's nothing that sticks out to me. There's, of course, you see the, uh, the case that's labeled Convergence Lattice Axis... There's also a case with the probably the case that catches your eye the the quickest is this elaborate glass case that's nearly eight feet tall that's holding an androgynous humanoid with brassy skin and horns wearing garments of flame. The plaque along the bottom of the case reads Fyros, Lava Sculptor, Plains of Fire, City of Brass. The figure is unmoving and appears to be dead or magically preserved. Can I do a check on that name or any of the in- the location? Any of it? So you can give me arcana checks for what I gave you there. 56. The plane of fire is one of the elemental planes of existence, like in the Piezocosmos. Or not the Piezocosmos, the Galarian Cosmos. The plane of fire holds a large city called the City of Brass. So the City of Brass is the capital of the Dominion of Flame, which is the nation of the genies known as the Ifrit. How about this name? Do I recognize the name of this person at all? Give me a society check, actually. Is it still technically a recall knowledge in society? Yes. Uh, 42. I rolled a 2. 42. The name doesn't ring a bell. Oh, I rolled a 2 and got a 42. (laughs) Okay. That's all the info I got on that. I'll move on to the next. So, this one says, Philosopher's Stone, Jiskin Empire. And there is a a very small, nondescript rock with that small brass tag. What do I know about the Philosopher's Stone? I think Philosopher's Stone's crafting. Yeah, that would be crafting. Crafting, so that'd be 29, 39. Is it a recall knowledge in crafting still, though? Yeah. It is. Yep, to identify. Uh, 44. 44 is enough to identify the Philosopher's Stone. The Philosopher's Stone can be broken open that reveals a cavity at the stone's heart. The cavity is aligned with a rare type of quicksilver that can transmute base metals into precious metals or create an elixir of rejuvenation. To use the quicksilver, you must be legendary in crafting and have the alchemical crafting feat. Uh, but you can use it as like uh, an elixir of life, like the highest true elixir of life, or you can use it as an elixir of rejuvenation, uh, or you can actually begin to, like, create, turning, turn silver or lead to create gold to earn income from it. Well, coming, coming back to that one, that might be a possibility for Peach Pie. Peach Pie, are you legendary in crafting? I don't remember. 
I think I'm only master. No, maybe I did get to legendary because I wanted to be able to fix things in a nope, only master. Oh, sad. I was going to get you a philosopher's stone. All right, next. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. <laughs> I was just going to get you a philosopher's stone. Like, no big deal. No big fucking deal. <laughs> uh, so uh, there is an armor stand along one wall that holds a coppery colored chain shirt. It's labeled Arrogant Shirt Cyrusian. And this will just be an Arcana check to identify item. 58? Yeah, that'll do it. This is a plus three, greater resilient, anti-magic, ethereal, glamoured, greater fortification, high-grade, oracalcum chain shirt. Nice. There's a lot of... That's a... That's two solid lines in the book. I don't know who would use that, Jeb. Does Peach Pie use... Peach Pie wouldn't use a chain shirt, would he? I use breastplate. I don't think Jeb could, because it's, it's metal. Then next we've got a, uh, a wall-mounted rosewood plaque that displays a delicate beaded necklace bearing a tiny golden jade bottle. This one is labeled Whisper of the First Lie, Astral Plane. When I check, would that be crafting? Is that magical or a chemical? Nat 20, 60. Fuck yeah. yeah. Okay, uh, yeah, that one was actually pretty hard to identify. Uh, the Whisper of the First Lie... Uh, has a bottled whisper distilled from a source on the astral plane rumored to be connected to the first lie ever told. While wearing the oh. necklace, you gain a plus three item bonus to deception checks, and you can attempt to counteract effects that would force you to tell the truth or determine whether you are lying. The counteract check is level nine, and the counteract modifier is plus 35. You can, as a three-action activity, unstopper the vial and release the lie, creating the effect of a fabricated truth but then the vial is emptied and never can be activated again. Yeah, it would have been cool if it wasn't end of the campaign shit. That would be a fun thing for Moonlight. Fabricated Truth is a crazy spell, too. Too neutral to be lying to people. Next. There is kind of in the middle, centered and almost as if the most important of the displays in the hall is an exceptionally fine longsword mounted on a prominent display stand. Its pristine blade seems to be carved from a single gemstone. And under this, there is Cortos Diamond, Verdant Beacon. Why does this sound familiar? Give me a society check. A society, not Arcana? Society on this one. Um, I'm still just going to apply my roll and shit. Um, Aren't we in the Verdant Tower right now? You are. Oh, it's actually the same. My society and my arcana caught up with each other, so it's still a 56. Isn't the first tower the Verdant Beacon or something like that? It's where... Yeah, the name sounds familiar. This one's the Verdant Beacon. That's where you're at. Verdant Beacon. Mm. Um, So far, I don't know if any of this shit interests me enough to actually try to, like, get it from this guy. If I even could get it from him. You're able to tell that this the sword, and in regards to Aridin as well, Aridin was a famed sword maker in ancient Aslanti, and the last sword that he forged was the Aslanti Diamond, a crystal-bladed sword intended for the next Aslanti Emperor. According to legend, when the then-Emperor asked Aridin to choose a successor, Aridin chose to keep the Aslanti Diamond for himself. What? He wouldn't do <laughs> that. Selfish dick. I'm giving this to Moonlight. <laughs> sound like the Aridin I know. Moonlight's the next Aslanti Emperor. Calling it. 
<laughs> the Eslet Empire is so fallen. They're just going to toss this over to Moonlight and be like, hey, you don't need to know what this is. You can just carry it around now, though. <laughs> just goes in the bag of all the... I'm sure that'd go over real well. Uh, what, what, uh, so that was a society check to know shit about it. What You want me to yes. make another check to actually know like stuff on the sword or like... The is sword it, itself. Is it magical if you're interested, I can give you the stat block. Yeah. It's very fucking it, magical. It, is it magical? I mean, I assume it is. So the question is, is, how magical is it? Do you want me to make another check on it? It's the strongest magical aura in this room. And yeah, go ahead. Oh wait, you did that Arcana check. That was technically that was technically the society check. Oh, it was. Yeah, yeah. go ahead and give me another one. Uh, fifty-two. Let me go ahead and just... You know, I'll just show you the stat block. How's I keep rolling, like, around 10 and getting worried I might not figure something out, and then I'm like, ah, oh, it's still over 50. It's so much. Uh, you know, it's funny, all of that investment to get into the legendary at this level, if you're legendary at something, yeah, you have no problems rolling a 10. Or in your case, several times tonight already, just a 1 on the die. So, uh, the Quartos Diamond is a plus three major striking axiomatic spell soaring longsword. It's simple, it's elegant. The blade itself is made of a, of what's called throne glass, a clear jewel like crafting material with a razor sharp edge. Uh, while wielding the Quartos Diamond, you gain a plus two bonus on saving throws against mental effects. You can never harm yourself with the Quartos Diamond, even if confused. One of its powers is, for one action once a day, you attempt a melee strike with the Quartos Diamond against a creature with within reach, and on a hit you deal damage as normal, and the target's mind is inflicted with powerful disrupted energy. And if the creature attempts to cast a spell, it just fails. Deal a bunch of extra force damage with a free action once per round. Holy shit, once per round you can, for a free action, just deal an additional 2d8 force damage nice. to a creature when you hit it. Two actions, once per day, you can hold the Quartos Diamond aloft and proclaim your might in a booming voice and cast Overwhelming Presence. God, I want Moonlight to have this so badly. Moonlight will never use it, but... <laughs> I think it would be hilarious. That Presence thing, that, that was what was uh, Dazalan used, yeah. wasn't it? He kept trying to use that on us. Where we have to, like, bow, like, six times or something? Yeah, like that. that's the one. Moonlight can have it just for that. Okay, it's a cool fucking sword. Next. It's a cool fucking sword. I said this is the part where I go, uh, that's basically everything that they statted out. Okay. Essentially. Is- uh, there are a couple of other, like, just treasures in here that I might be able to throw at you. Anything that would actually interest the party? I was hoping to find something to help the party, but it's not looking that way, because no one can nah. really use any of the shit in here. Did anybody hear anything in this room that interested them at all? I mean, it's all interesting, but it's just, like, lore stuff. Yeah. I don't really want any of it. Okay, I'm going to see if I can get the sword for Moonlight. <laughs> I don't know. Literally the last sword that Aerodin ever made. <laughs> I mean, that fucker stole a bunch of shit from everybody else. Why not have us just take his last sword and hand it over to Moonlight? And I'll tell Moonlight they're the new Lord of Islanti or some bullshit. Enjoy. <laughs> I'll teach you how to speak Islanti later. <laughs> you do know the Islanti Empire's fallen, right? A hundred percent. Yeah. Like, okay, good. I we're bringing it back. Check it. We're bringing there, it back. There's no, there is no one left. You are the lord of no one. <laughs> Enjoy. 
<laughs> Just gonna bring it on back. If by chance we ever travel back in time, maybe something will happen. <laughs> no, I'm not gonna try and get this hard. I'll, I'll have a conversation with the dude quick, though, and just be like, your collection is fucking wonderful. I'd love to come back and read through some of those books when my friends aren't bothering me for time. You know, the, the world was ending and stuff, too. Like, that's... I guess that's somewhat urgent. It communicates you uh, to you with a bunch of images with protecting the space, uh, but also not minding the company. Love to have some conversations with you, and I'll... Can I make that society check just to improve? Just for shits and giggles? Yeah, 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 go ahead. I don't remember, what was that going to be? Just a standard society check? Yeah, this is society check modified in a way to use, you know, as diplomacy, so... My hero point it just because I want to do well for no fucking reason. You want to make a friend. Because you want to be like me, who uses all of their hero points for social interaction. That won't <laughs> ever come up again this campaign. 47. <laughs> Um, for with the forty-seven, uh, you you can't see a smile, but, but you get a warm feeling from it. It's now helpful to you. As I go to walk out the door, I say goodbye, new best friend, and I wave. And I, as I walk through the door, <laughs> he waves back at you. <laughs> if I survive, I'll come back. And then he goes back to lifting weights. Yeah. <laughs> So no, he's weighing epochs. That's what he's doing. He weighs the epochs. <laughs> That's in his name. He weighs the epochs by curling them. Oh, <laughs> that armor is worth 104,000 gold. Jeez. What? 104,000. I, I have an odd feeling being friends with him means I don't really need money anymore, so it's cool. <laughs> That's uh, probably true. Money's a material thing. Like, right? I think There's I, no I, knowledge I'm level money. 20 and I'm friends with Ways the Epochs now. I don't need money. We're, we're cool. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, I want to I wanna ask how you guys feeling about moving into uh, the Zolgath. I hop in and say, oh, hey, and Draconic, and wave to everybody after I see Moonlight and Peach Pie fucked up on the couch. As we pop, yeah, all you them. pop it. <laughs> oh, hey, We're just all, all the Zolgas and us are just high and drinking tea. I'm done talking to Waze the Epochs. He had some really cool shit in there, guys. Wizard, these are Zolgas who are nice. Oh, hey. We don't know what they say. Yes, uh, but... We can't talk to them, so we're just hanging out. They're not nice at all. They've been just making fun of you guys this whole time. <laughs> I can talk to them. Is there something you wanted to say to them, or are you guys just, like, getting fucked up together? Because you don't need to talk to get fucked up together. Like That's what we've been discovering. I mean, I wanted to ask them what they're doing here, but... Oh, what are you guys doing here? Eh. Okay. Instead, <laughs> we're just getting <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> uh, the fucked up bush on the couch wants to know what you guys are up to. Ah, uh, one of you who can speak a language we understand. Yes, yes. Who, who are you? What are you doing here? We're, we're the wayward circus of wonders. Wait, is that right? Oh, I I understood <laughs> that. That was wayward. Circus of Wayward Wonders, Fuck, well, it's Wizard. It's been so long since we did this. What? 
Circus of Wayward Wonders, that's right. With the yeah. Circus of Sorry Wayward about, Wonders. Sorry about the delay. I was talking to Waze. He's a really nice guy. Do you guys ever like hang out with him? He was where the information was gathered. Very hostile at first. And completely shut us out when Sarvel took the convergence lattice. Oh, I gave him the convergence lattice back. And he he was nice to me. You had it. He didn't bother us when we were finding out about the extinction curse ritual from the books. Yeah, I read about that, but there is a piece missing. You, you don't have the piece, do you? Sarvel has it. Oh, I wanted to finish reading that. Maybe I'll go talk to Sarvel. Where's he at? He's upstairs. So are you just saying all this, or are you, like, relaying any of this to us? <laughs> I'm just saying this in Draconic right now, for now. You you two fucked up on the couch. It's fine tonight. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll catch you up to speed later. Sarvel is upstairs conducting the extinction curse ritual now. Oh, does he need help? How many casters does it take? I know, I, I know quite a few rituals that... Can take quite a few casters. Like this last one we did was supposed to use eight casters. That was a bitch to do. <laughs> they start. They look back and forth to each other, almost slightly confused. Almost slightly. <laughs> Can we? I think they're probably. Confused. They're probably okay. Yeah, they're pretty confused. <laughs> M- Moonlight sees that face and goes, "Oh, well, that's the face that they usually get when pe- people talk to the wizard." Normal conversation, <laughs> I suspect. You're just like cheesing out on the couch, like that's the, that's the face, that's the that's face, the face. <laughs> right there. <laughs> you owe me twenty bucks. I knew it was gonna show up sometime. <laughs> so uh, they say, uh, "Where was I?" Jesus. Um, they were confused. I was asking. <laughs> oh yeah, when the wizard offered help with the almost, almost slightly almost confused. Sorry, almost <laughs> slightly confused. <laughs> Uh, you know, Moonlight took a, took a hero point for that. <laughs> uh, Kirastrek is is helping him now with that. The Aeon Orbs reduce the need for a full courtier of, well, secondary casters. That's actually what we ran into with the last one. Like I said, it needed eight. We we did it with, like, I think it was just the three of us. Aeon's, Aeon Orbs really help out. Aeon Orbs OP. To imagine what they would be able to do with four of them. I can imagine. I've worked on one for quite some time. Where? That's not important. Um, what was I going to ask you? Moonlight, did you have something else you wanted to ask them? What are you doing here? What are they doing here? <laughs> uh, they're, he- <laughs> they're here... <laughs> Fuck, I don't even know what these guys are doing here. Sarvel's up there with, with Kevin, and they're getting ready to do the extinction curse. Um, <laughs> Do the what? Wait, that's why are you the guys name here? of the adventure. What? What? Um, they're doing the extinction curse. Yeah, they're now. I think they're working on it like right now. Uh, and these guys helped him. I don't know what these guys. The do. What, what are you guys doing again? But they're cool, though. Are you supposed to stop intruders from going and bothering Sarvel? What? That's what he would want from us. That makes sense. But no, no. After discovering more about the extinction curse, we pleaded with Sarvel to take the Aeon Orbs back down to the Darklands to reestablish Vesk. Oh, that's actually where we went and did the other ritual, um, where I did all my research. We left the one down there. 
with a with a buddy of ours. The other one down there is fine. Um, what the fuck were we talking about again? We're trying to get Sarvel to bring the Aeon Orbs down to the Darklands to reestablish the Zogath Empire of old. Well, we can go talk to Sarvel and see if, you know, we can convince them. I know a lot about the Aeon Orbs. The Extinction Curse will destroy them in the process. Know a good amount about the Extinction Curse, and yeah, it probably will. Ah. <sighs> like 99.9% 99, 99 chance it will. One of the other Zolgath thought maws kind of pops in and says, I want to send something to Kirostek. One moment. And you see them close their eyes and put their hands up to their heads and kind of lean back a little bit. Are you just like super fucked up or? <laughs> <laughs> I think I've made that face before. That's the face! <laughs> That's the face! Peach pie, <laughs> what did you do? Um, no, I need to telepathically communicating with her. Oh, her? Kirostek. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're not, we're not going to do misogynistic troll wizard anymore. It's okay. <laughs> No, just no, just 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 bang both of them. Three way, oh. man. Bang both is is it a sexual ritual? I'm always down <laughs> for a third. <laughs> no, it's just an orgy. Yeah, is that the extinction curse ritual is an orgy. Yeah, that's really just they it. Just, they're just missing a twentieth level elf wizard. I'm in. Ageless patience, man. You gave the best head. Ageless <laughs> patience. Oh my god. The extinction curse. <laughs> takes takes weeks to complete. Oh. They only maybe have several days left. Wow, they must not be very good. <laughs> it's a complicated ritual. It requires that time. Are they like 19th level casters? <sighs> Losers. <laughs> More confused looks. <laughs> you know what? We'll, we'll go up. We'll, we'll see if we can talk them out of it. If not, we'll give them a hand and all, you know life. It's cool. Wizard, can you tell me how to say fuck Aridin in Draconic? Yeah. Can you teach yeah. that to me? Yes, it's just fuck Aridin, but add a little bit more like oomph to it. You know? <laughs> well, if it's the same thing in the Draconic, then all of the Zolgas pick it up. Fuck Aridin! Fuck, fuck Aridin! Aridin. <laughs> yes! And uh, we all raise our glasses. Fuck Aaron! Fuck Aaron! I have to take a tiny little sip of tea. He's a selfish, thieving asshole. Yeah, we're in agreement. Will you help us recover the Aeon Orbs? Recover them from... Oh, bring them back down to the Darklands? Just take them from Sarvel. Prevent him from destroying them. Oh yeah, we can do that. Wait, he doesn't have the orbs, does he? Doesn't he? We just saw them all at the towers. Hey, doesn't he only have the one orb? Wait, he doesn't have any. Yeah, but he's orbs. doing the extinction curse to ruin them. He's doing the extinction curse to destroy them. Wait, so does he have the orbs, or is he using them remotely? He has them. He collected them all after we already did this. Correct. Oh, that asshole! God, he must have a dragon radar, like a Dragon Ball Z. Wait, so <laughs> so Sarvel stole the orbs from the places we left them. When you were in the Darklands. No, I'm saying this is a little Zolgas. Oh. Yes. Did he take the one from the Darklands? Does he have... He doesn't have all of them. Because that would mean he ran into Nidek. He only has four. Okay. 
Yeah, uh, we, we can go save the world and Porto's Island. I don't know. Moonlight, I think the mission's back on. We're supposed to go up and stop Sarvel now. The mission's back I, 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 I wanted to help him there for a minute, but I don't think that's going to pan out. Why? What do they want? They want us to stop him, too. Like They, they think that when he does it, it's probably going to kill all of us as well, including themselves and Sarvel. Well, I mean, the name, like, Extinction Curse kind of feels like it would. You never, you never know. Well. I mean, a lot of those, you know, a lot of the shit from back then, like, they just did these big names, but it really didn't match what happened. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't make them sound so goddamn important. It's fine. We'll see. Endless trauma. It's not endless. It's got, like, a three-round duration on it. It's fine. <laughs> If it, if it comes down to combat, are you guys going to like join us? Or are you just going to like watch? Or are you going to like join Sarvel? Like how how's that going to pan out if it comes to violence? Like, do we need to kill you? If you go to the ritual chamber, we won't be following you. We'll stay here. Okay. You guys want some more drugs to do? I mean, if it's the end of the world, like if if we fail and it's the end of the world, you guys want to be fucked up when it happens? They turn to each other slowly. One at a time. I, I I start just leaving some evil mirror cocaine on the table. I throw you know take a handful out of my lantern. Peach, but you want to toss some more panacea down? Like sure, I'll throw them all down. Might as well let them out. You know, if we fuck down. up and we all die, we might as well let them enjoy themselves. But also, if we win, could you have them make some more tea and maybe some? There, there's tea, some pastries. I missed the tea. Yes, have some tea. Can you guys bake? You know what? I, I'll, I'll leave a servant. <laughs> Wait, is there an oven around? <laughs> Hold up. To I'm going to pop baking. up a mansion quick. <laughs> You're going to let them in? I don't see an oven. Where yes. are they supposed to make the pastries? I, They're going to have servants. to do this. Yeah. Get a mansion up here so we all got a place to chill where this is all we, over. We got a few days until the ritual is done. How, how long does it take to cast a mansion? Yeah, it's like 10 minutes. I pop up a mansion quick. I invite them in. What are their names? Uh... <laughs> I wasn't necessarily expecting to name. There's Zolgath. I know we're the generators. Yeah, anyways, I'm just like you're allowed. You're allowed. You kind of gave me a weird oh, yeah. look, but get in there. Get in there. we need pastries. We need more tea. They got some good shit. Maybe see if you got some more of the, this tea leaf. I don't know what this is, but it, uh, peach spice is good. Um, we'll be back, may, maybe. If not, like. If not, everybody's dead, so it doesn't matter. Maybe we'll see you in like the boneyard. <laughs> they were they were just about to start offering like for you to to be able to stay here if you need to rest in between anything. But now <laughs> you're just like man, oh, do we <laughs> like pop up a mansion? Wait, how are we doing on spells? <laughs> do we need a day? Uh, how ask them how much farther up is? Oh, that's a good point. Are we going to run into more combats on our way to Sarvel, or is it just like is Sarvel like right up the stairs? So, like, in between bites of, uh, you know, pastries and sips of tea and, you know, tripping balls, they will, uh, <laughs> they will communicate to you that, uh, uh, there's one more tier above this one, and in that tier are the Saurians, who they have, they're currently feuding with right now, and they're, they've clearly marked territory the Zolgath Thoughtmod territory oh, here. Oh. <laughs> and then the Saurians up at the second tier. Uh, but there's also a set of demons and fiends on the second story that follow 
Sarvel as being the prophet of Zevgavizeb and executing the extinction curse. It's a Balor demon. But what if we just, like, go through the outside, though? So, we have all that on the second floor. Is Sarvel on, like, the third floor, then? So, like, a whole floor above them? The third. Yep, they're on the third. How thick the walls up there? How thick the walls? How thick the walls? What are they made out of, too? We don't know. Also, some sort of marble substance. Magically hardened, though, if that makes a difference. Mm, it doesn't. <laughs> um, they're 15 feet thick. What, 15 What does Major Insistent go through? 15 feet? That's insane. That's not possible. Oh, Major Insistent only goes through 10 feet. Really? You sure it's you sure it's fifteen feet? There's no way they're fifteen feet thick. They're clearly on the map super 15, thick. Fifteen feet thick. They knew that you would try to have a door knocker. <laughs> yeah, all, all on all of the maps of the second tier at least. Okay, no, the third tier is not that thick, actually. I just I just don't want to do the second tier right now. I'm just That second tier sounds like hell. Yeah. That just sounds annoying. Let's just we, go. We made friends. Uh, like I don't want to have to. Then like, we're gonna deal get attacked with. by everything on the second tier at the same time. It does say the door nah. can penetrate up to one foot of material, so thick material such as heavy stone walls can cause this effect to fail. Uh, can, uh, we're coming back to can I fuse the three insistent door knockers into like one like <laughs> legendary oh door knocker? So the third tier is only the 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 walls are only five feet thick on the third tier. Okay, and that's where the ritual chamber is. My door knocker goes through ten feet, but it does call out that if the material is thick material such as heavy stone walls, it can cause this effect to fail. You're call, you're saying it's magically hardened shit. It, it is. It I mean, is. it's technically supposed to go through ten feet of material. Are you gonna call this like difficult terrain for me, and like <laughs> to five feet? So, uh, one thing I'll point out to you, and I don't know if it's gonna make a difference. The Zolgaths would say to you, if you are going to interrupt the ritual, you should go through the cleansing pool. It puts you into a more a clear state of being to be able to assume control of the Aeon Orbs and take them from Sarval. I, I typically don't like to be clear-headed. <laughs> Skipping the clean, cleansing pool. I mean, they might want to get cleansed, but is there a way that I can... The cleansing pool is in the middle of the second tier. Oh, that's... So we're gonna have to go kill a bunch of shit. Are any of them, like, possible friendlies, or are they all gonna be, like, upper-ass about trying to get to Sarvel. They're all dicks. Okay. They're uh, all dicks. dicks up my ass. I got it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you had to say dicks and I had to say up my ass, so it just kind of... <laughs> Where we went? Yeah. What's through those doors? I'm asking oh. the wizard to ask them. Oh, what's, what's through the doors to the north? Ooh, nice dining room. Ooh, is that a bathroom? Oh, that's a long hallway. A dining room. There's a there's a bathroom. There's there's uh, uh, quarters in here as well. Loot. <laughs> no, I'm not gonna say stealing all their shit. I was gonna say that there's nothing in here either. Um, so sounds like we got like are are all the enemies in the second floor gonna come at us at once or is it like split into like two rooms? Is it gonna be like two big combats? They dislike each other very much. It's unlikely that they'll interfere with each other in that way. Are they all in, like, one big room, though? 
is there any chance we could like try to like fuck with them and make them fight each other so we don't have to do it? The pool divides them. The pool makes them uncomfortable. I mean, I'll make them uncomfortable. <laughs> so can we just like go up to the pool and then just leave without them really bothering us? Or are they both going to attack at the same time? Can they see through invisibility? I'm assuming the demon can. Can the other dudes see through invisibility? The thought mods wouldn't be able to answer that question. Mm. What do I know about what the things are from the info they've given me? Can I make some checks to know so we can prepare? So the Saurians you've actually come across in the past. Uh, those are the T-Rex men, right? Okay. The huge T-Rex men. Do I know if they can see through invisibility? The Saurians cannot, as far as you know. Okay. Not naturally, at least. How about the demon? The other one they mentioned was a Balor demon. Yeah. Go ahead and give me an Arcana check on that one. Zero point. Wait, I still have one left, right? I only used the one. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Nat 20. Yeah, that's a 60. Nice. You fucking 60? Jeez. So a Balor. A Balor? How do you guys pronounce that? It's, Fire demon. I was called Balor. Whip. I don't know. Balor? I've always said Balor. Yeah, because of Balrog. I always thought it was Balor. Well, they are based off of the Balrog from fucking Lord of the Rings. Clearly. Yeah, oh, very clearly. When folk whisper frightened tales of the demonic, what most envision is the Balor. A towering figure of fire and flesh, a horned nightmare armed with a flaming whip, and a sword flying through the night in search of its latest victim. On the Abyss, Balors serve demon lords as generals or captains, and they typically command vast legions of demons. Standing at 14 feet in height, only the cruelest mortal souls, those who devoted entire lives to sins too numerous to count, can fuel the formation of a Balor. Most often, a Balor forms from a mass of dozens of mortal souls who shared debased ideologies in life. With a critical success, you get technically get three pieces of information. Senses. True seeing. Makes sense. And sight. Had to confirm. So, we're skipping all this shit, right, wizard? You've got a plan? Right, right wizard? You've got, you've got a plan? Do I ever have, like, a plan? Like, His plans is turn into a dragon and leave us. He'd be like, Dip. fuck you, I was <laughs> never in the circus! I'm going to help just, him finish. It's going to be a 3v3. He's like, I love the extinction curse idea. Let's do this. I'm just going to dip out a gate. Like, fuck this universe. Or fuck this plane. And then I'll be like, how will you survive? Take me. So the question is, will these guys go in there if they see us in there? That's a question that I can't answer. So we were told they don't go into that space. Like, if we make a door through the through the wall, like right here... And then we just kind of open this door and sneak into the pool and then head back out. How cleansing do we need to get? Are we talking like a five-minute sh- bath? <laughs> you need or to grab like, the soap? Like like church where you just dip your finger in it and make... Make a little eye of Aridin on your forehead? Yeah, something like that. I mean, we can avoid them. The main question is, do we really want to get... The water is the main thing. Is Do we want to do that? I think so. I think if we do, we gotta have to go in there and kill them demons. I don't think we will. What's the other way around it? They just don't come after us. If you throw demon water on them, they die. Tyler said they don't really go in that room. No, the demons are in that room. No, the demons no, are not. in this room. No, they're not. Here. 
demons are in the room filled the, with all the, the blood. blood. The blood room. What's in the room with the water? Nothing. They water. don't go in there. Right in the middle. Oh, fuck it. Well, then we'll find. That's what we're saying. If we just, like, go through this, like, wall over here. Yeah. We just, we just come, in through, come in through these big doors, and then we'll just door up to there. Well, I mean, there's Saurians over here. Yeah, but I don't care. They're not going to see us. The Saurians ain't going to see through invisibility. What they didn't tell you is all the dinosaurs have these weird goggles on. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they could have scent or something like that. The entire floor has like a permanent true-seeing aura. We just go quick. It's fine. I just animal empathy all of them. <laughs> I'm ready. So how are, we, how are you guys going to go up on the second floor? That's your job. You and I can fly. Spencer can fly. We someone has to get Peach Pie up there. <laughs> I can't carry that fucker. <laughs> Sorry, I'm a dragon. I can't pick that guy up. Oh shit! Well, couldn't turn into a dragon. Was, like seriously. No. How much do you weigh? I have any of those potions of fly anymore? Ah, uh, they're long gone. You want me to turn into a dragon? You can do it every hour. It's fine. Yeah, but like. Oh no, I do. I have one potion of flying, flying greater. Oh. I must pick one up. We're good. We've already realized your f- your dragon forms Garbo for attacking, so all it's good for is carrying Peach Pie. <laughs> <laughs> but like, then I gotta like literally just use it to climb up to a second floor and then turn it off. What else no, are you gonna use it for? Got the potion. And then we're gonna, and we're stuff. <laughs> then we're gonna sit there for an hour so that he can use it again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. We will wait. I'll read books. I know how much you guys love that. <laughs> oh, so we go outside, we fly up to the second floor. Uh, we all have our own ways of flying. Pop an invisible, third level invisibility sphere. Creep on in through the door. Uh, there's not responding to this at all. No, I'm just, I'm listening, I'm listening. I'm, the, I'm just, the door that we're, we're, we have to open. We're doing this, like, right now. <laughs> like, this is happening. This, this is what we're doing. This is not you telling me what you're planning. This is what you're doing. This is us doing. Okay, so yes. you step outside the front door. That's doors. why I'm, I'm waiting for you to be like, nope. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I'm just, I <laughs> wasn't sure where the line was. a 10-foot emanation. I wasn't sure where the line was. Okay, so. No, sir. I wasn't either. Can Wait, hold on. Wait, I need to remember, um. If somebody else comes inside the emanation, do they become invisible and can see us, or is it just people you want? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that works. Because <laughs> um, if there's a bunch of Saurians just milling about, that's gonna be a problem. Oh, we'll be fine. You're too worried about these dinosaurs. You know what? Dinosaurs are weak to axes and hammers, meteors, meteors. <laughs> 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 You and all targets are invisible except to each other as long as you remain within the spell's area. If a creature made invisible by the spell leaves the spell's area, it becomes visible and remains so even if it returns to the spell's area. If any creature is targeted in that way, then. If any creature is made invisible by the spell, use a hostile action, the spell ends. While exploring, it's easy to move together slowly and remain invisible. This is untenable in battle, however. So it lasts... 10 minutes unless you do a 5th level one, which would give it an hour. Yeah, we don't need an hour. Do we, we need to be minutes. invisible as we fly up then? I mean, because Tyler was saying that there were Saurians and stuff looking down over the edge. There might be some out on this walkway. Yeah, might as well. We got 10 minutes. How fast do you guys fly? Swanee can keep up with me. Yeah, I go 45. Check my potion. Slow. I don't know. I think mine, mine's just my normal speed, so like 30. 40. I might get it for an hour. God, you're slow. <laughs> and only an hour? 
Forever flight, baby. What, what kind of twentieth level character are you? Jesus, <laughs> <laughs> can only fly for an hour. At Shut 40. up. Less than half my hit points. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I got more than half your hit points. I didn't look actually. Two forty six. Okay, that could be worse. Only like one twenty less than you. That's fair. Two thirds the way there. So if we're if we have exactly what we're doing, let's go ahead and I just want you to give me your your what you walk out the front door, right? Yes. Okay. Now, have you cast invisibility sphere as of yet? Yes. yes. Before we even go out the front door, we we pop up invisibility sphere. We approach the front door. The wizard casts invisibility sphere. We all go invisible. We all have our own ways to fly. The wizard with his own dragon wings. Peach pie with a potion. Moonlight. How does moonlight fly? Uh, Wings of bone and shadow. (laughs) Moonlight with Velstrak wings of bone and shadow. Jeb, how does Jeb fly? With the power of storms. And Jeb with the power of storms. (laughs) He's he's literally Thor. (laughs) I'm literally Thor. Spherically invisible, our heroes. Wait, how, how did I fly? I missed my part. With rainbow dragon wings, the wizard flies. And they're the ice wings. If okay. Jeb is Thor, he's definitely Endgame Thor, like overweight, like chubby Thor. <laughs> it's the best Thor. It's the, the best, best Thor. Thor. <laughs> the best Thor. The wizard flies with icy rainbow dragon wings. Eh, close enough. So. <laughs> As you open the front doors, you see you're, of course, immediately greeted with the uh, the slicing bladed barrier, which you can walk through without an issue. As you do, the cold biting winds blow across you, and you look up. You can see, along the walkways, about 100, 200 feet up, forms of the Saurians patrolling along the edges of the second tier. The heroes are unconcerned about the Saurians. They're just dinos, after all. What can they really do? So, flying at their slowest speed, the party ascends to the second tier. Of 40, which is the slow-ass peach pie. I'm 30, dude. Yeah, 30, <laughs> the slow-ass dwarf god of thunder. <laughs> Even when flying, his little legs move slow. <laughs> You can see that they're patrolling. There's four of them up on the ledges. Definitely, we avoid their patrols. You see the doors that the Zolgath Thotmas told you about in the northern side. Now, there's not any door guard necessarily. There's just the patrol along the top. So you can time it just properly where you set down in front of the doors while they're in between spots. Are the doors open or closed? They're closed. We time it just right to set down in front of the doors while the Saurian guards are not there. Quickly, we try to open the doors. Discreetly. And they glide open. Silk smooth. Deftly and silently, we slip inside, closing the door quietly behind us. Can we do every session like this? (laughs) (laughs) Wizard, uh, you hear a Saurian snort in the corner. What was that? Crinkin, is that you? Hey! What language? Is speaking in draconian. That's why you said wizard. Yes. Do I answer? I s- no, I'm not stupid. 
<laughs> You're able to get through the doors, and yes, that the uh, the dinosaur says the thing. What the hell's going on over there? To everyone else, you just hear the rumbles and the growlings of a T-Rex man. Yeah, let's just go back and do the easy way. The party steps back. <laughs> yeah, when we walk through the door, we see all this, and I'm just like, "Oh, this is a bad idea." That, that's that's just nope out of here. I got a I got a better idea. To to let let the uh, listeners know what they walked into here, uh, this angled hall was once a gallery, but the statues on display have been smashed to pieces. Only a few chunks of stone still retain the shape of a few fingers or the side of a face. But the rubble has been arranged into several round heaps, each with a wide, shallow indentation. And in those four shallow indentations rest four T-Rex men, the Saurians. And then there are two others in the room nearby the front door. So there's six total Saurians in this room. It's a decent-sized room, but if they want to get to the wall where they want to get to, it passes real close to a couple of them. And one of them right now is walking toward the door. Yeah, I, I walk back out. I'm like, okay, other way, other way. They nope the fuck out. Our heroes do. Mistakes were made. And then you hear, wait a second. That ain't... Hey, we got an intruders in here. And I jump off the ledge down to the first floor. And you do, you make it down to the first floor just as the Saurians are beginning to uh, come up and grab their weapons and start to take posts. One of them runs out the door just as you manage to take off, is kind of under your feet, and lets the ones on the walk know that somebody's up here, and they're all on high alert. As I get down to the first floor, I yell, Losers! (laughs) Hey, what was that? Over the floor. And, And Draconian. Draconic. <laughs> and they come and they look, but they don't see. Hands up to eyes, looking over the ledge. Alright, we still got nine minutes. We're gonna make this quick. We run around and go up the stairs. Wait, why don't we just pop through the floor? Wait, no, we can't probably do that. No, we can't go through the floor. Right. It's too thick. But we could probably just go through this wall right here. I've said that like six times. <laughs> yeah, we just use a door knocker on this, do- on this wall. Deciding to actually follow their leader's advice... The group goes up the stairs. My bad. A much better decision. <laughs> Guys, can we just... No. No. Oh, 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 oh. Okay. Okay. <laughs> one minute later. Sorry, Moonlight. You were right. We should have just gone up the stairs. This is one of those moments where all that uh, they were just getting used to not having moonlights, uh, moonlight around, and they just go off and do whatever comes to mind first. So you man, you walk up the stairs, and the stairs are in the... Fly, please. Fly. Oh, yeah, I suppose you're all flying. Why not? You fly up the stairs, uh, completely avoiding stepping your feet on these pristinely cut green marble staircases that she don't show... slippery. I'd hurt myself. They don't show yeah. any bit of wear. We don't want to worry about plush, pressure plates and stuff like that. And you make your way up to the second tier. It's a long staircase. When you make it up there, there's a singular door, and then you see that angled wall, the the wall that you think you're aiming for. From the outside the door, you hear in guttural tones, in demonic, two forms arguing with each other. But it's indistinct. What are they saying? Wizard, do you get closer to the door so that you can understand the language coming through? No, I don't care. Oh, well, never mind then. 
We're on a fucking mission. Wait, we got a we got a mission. We're just we're going. We got we so got a time limit. We, we already fucked up. Trying to pull us into this battle over here. Actually, it's probably important info that I should listen to. But we're gonna move on. Moonlight didn't tell me to listen to them. So, which of the three door knockers do you pull out of your sleeves? I'll take this wall look. Is this interior stone walls also, or, or emerald walls, or? Yeah, it's all the same cut green marble. I use my highest tier then. The major insistent door knocker. You don't see any seams or anything like that. I'm about to. That's because the wizard hasn't put a door in it yet. So this is, this is the the big bad door knocker, right? This is a fifth. This fifteen footer, right, or ten footer? This is the thirteen thousand five hundred gold item. <laughs> uh, the shit costs the same as a fucking apex item, pretty much. We started this campaign putting doors where they shouldn't be, and by <laughs> God, we're gonna end it putting doors where they shouldn't be. Amen. So as you, oh, no, I, I don't like that. Take amen out of it. Recorded saying amen. <laughs> I wouldn't either. <laughs> And then Ted burst into flames. <laughs> <laughs> so you put the the door knocker into the wall. The stone is so perfectly cut that when you put it in, you see that seam open up as if like a magical golden welder is shaping the outline of a door. And then it sets in and you can pull and just it smoothly glides out. And you can see in front of you, with the sounds of Saurians frantically searching for an intruder off to the right, but this chamber that you walk into is a sparse chamber. It's startlingly, startlingly different from the rest of the Verdant Beacon. The walls, floor, and the sunken pool in the center of the room are carved of plain white marble, while the water filling the pool to its very brim is perfectly still and crystal clear. The ceiling overhead is a thick layer of translucent stone that refracts and reflects light from the level above into sparkling rainbows that shift and dance as something moves on the other side of the stone. The other side of what stone? Above the ceiling is that translucent stone with the shifting shapes. Oh, that's fucking cool. I almost feel bad sullying their water, but I do it anyway. Yeah, pissing it. Well, shall we peach pie? Take a little dip? I think so. So, do you all approach together in the sphere? The baptismal waters. In their sphere of invisibility, the party approaches the baptismal waters. I grab my door knocker quick, of course. Don't forget the door knocker. I'm not leaving that vibe. Who steps in first? Peach pie. I've got the stole of civility. I feel prepared. He was not prepared. I'm the most heroic. He was not, in fact, prepared. Peach Pie, as you step into the pool, your foot begins to steam. As the water sinks into your floppy clown shoes, it begins to burn. Ow! I step out of the water! It's gotta cleanse you. Burn in, like, a good way, or, like... Peach Pie, give me a knowledge uh, religion. You recall knowledge okay. with religion. 39. With a 39, Peach by the pool, like as you step out, the sensation of your foot burning, you, you take a moment to think about it, and you feel as though that it was trying to enforce rigidity 
into the foot. Not as in it was trying to make it hard, but like its very essence to it was turning it more orderly. The Trying pool is dealing chaos. you lawful damage. Oh. So, literally nobody here is lawful. No, it's chaotic. If anybody's chaotic, it'll hurt him. Bernard goes in. I hop in. Bernard and his lawful good self. Give it a try. Bernard's able to step in, and Bernard, the feeling of the pool is cool. It's refreshing. It's cleansing, even. Bernard feels this immense wave of cleanliness, of, of holiness, of... He's now level 21. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he feels relaxed. All right. Well, yeah, you neutral fuckers give it a try. Yeah, I see Bernard getting stoned from this pool I step in. <laughs> Wizard, it's just the pool of water. That's it. So it seems. Splash, I step out. This pool is worthless for us. Moving on. We tried. Moonlight's going to climb in, sit down, and they're going to, with their moonstone diadem on, they're going to look in the water, see if they see any reflections or anything. Ooh. A moonstone pool. <laughs> oh, interesting. Oh, I still have a diadem on as well. Yours isn't the broken one. Yours is the, the put-together one, right? We both have full ones, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. As you put on the diadem and you sink in, what's your alignment? True neutral. True neutral. Okay, yeah, some moonlight's okay here. Uh, do you get into the water or are you just looking into the water? No, I'm going to sit in it like it's a bathtub. Nice. Okay. And then, like, look down into it. So, uh, moonlight, as you look down into it, the, the ripples of the, the wizard getting out because it doesn't get him high in a few seconds, or uh, Bernard just lounging and relaxing in this pool, it's going to sit down and you see the ripples on the top. And then you see a sight that. You've seen now twice. The first time you saw this, it was deep underground in the Isle of Erin. It's the site of the Verdant Beacon, the top of the Verdant Beacon, where a shifting form stands, a silhouette. And it's overlooking the entirety of the Isle of Cortos. You can see in all directions. You can see Absalom. You can see Eskadar. You can see Diabel. You can even see... Uh, you can see Willowside even, and all of the towers. Clearly, you can see all of the towers from this site. And you saw something similar when you got up to the top here. You had clear vantage of all of the aisles. But this time, at the top, there are Aeon orbs that are circling around that shifting humanoid form. And this time, those forms begin to take some shape. They separate a bit. One into a tall bald human man wearing clown clothing and Jeb with the big the axe that he's been carrying around made from your own well previous body and the wizard there with his pipe all clear shapes and silhouettes now colored in and as it focuses on the four of you releasing the resonant reflections that you've been gathering for months and months. It shatters, and in its place, you see a Zolgath, a towering Zolgath, lean and strong that with all white scales, and out of its back writhe these bladed tentacles made of flesh and sinew, and he's wearing uh, makeup 
like war makeup on his face in black. He uses the power of the Aeon Orbs and crushes them in his hands. And then all of the aisles of Aaron and Kortos you can see crack and start sinking into the sea. And then the vision goes away. Dope, you just witnessed the end of the world. I guess we fail. Might as well dip out. I, su- I suppose that is what happens, yeah, if we do fail. Yeah, give, give me ten minutes to swap the gate. We get the fuck out of here. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we go to the pub while it all boils over. I say we get into this other room before we discuss what I saw. How much water would I need to kill myself? Are you asking you know, me? You only need like, uh, how much a damage you'll take to, each round. Yeah. Go <laughs> yeah. unconscious. Yeah, I've got a, I've got a, I've got a, a number here. It's not a ton. It'll take a few rounds to, to like actually kill you. And by a few rounds, I mean Peach like Bell, a minute. Heal me as I'm in there. <laughs> Maybe it'll oh, remove you my You two are chaotic. <laughs> oh yeah. I've like convinced demons to befriend us. I'm a chaotic as fuck. <laughs> but no, I'm done with the water. I don't want to get hurt. Am I the only one that's Oh no, you're chaotic as well, Peach Pie, right? Yeah, I'm chaotic. Good. Yeah. The so Peach Pie and Jeb pass. Wizard's in there for two rounds. Bernard's in there for 30 seconds or so. Moonlight, you've got to be in there for about a minute for the whole vision to go. If that's okay with you. Yeah, that's fine. Do I see or sense anything special about Moonlight after being in there for a minute? No, but Moonlight, when you get out, and and correct me if I'm wrong, but you're kind of in a situation where you can't really talk to each other, right? Correct. So Moonlight, uh, when you get out and you wave over to the door, there's a green carpet leading to a door that the Zolgas told you led up to the third tier. As you step out, you can feel as though your connection to your resonant reflections that you've gathered are stronger now. Or at least, at least the connection is more clear. Bernard also feels the same way. Okay. So you go over to the door? Oh yeah, we do. So you're in this chamber for about a minute and a half. And in that minute and a half, the conversation that's going off to the left side cuts out. Just as you get up to go over to the door. Off to the right, you still hear the Saurians on high alert, frantically searching, and now they're starting to get upset and angry because they can't find anything. After the the time that you're getting out of the pool to cross over to the door, you uh, hear one of the Saurians go, Hey, hey, over here. And he gets right up on this entrance, this space in between the room where they're in just this tiny five foot space and he gets his head right in there and starts sniffing around he can barely fit through this he's gonna have to squeeze because he goes i smell something in there hey we we were just cleaned off by this i don't think it works like that we're we're, we're (laughs) clean we don't smell like anything go about your business carry on (laughs) carry on hey get hey ricksville ricksville I really want to possess him and try to be like, oh no, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I think possession's uh, a hostile action. <laughs> that probably won't work. Probably not a good idea. And the Saurian calls out again, Rixvia, get in here and look at the place. We go through the door. Off to the left, one of the demons steps over. What do you want? And you close the door. 
and then you hear the two parties yelling at each other from the space over the pool and the sound is cut out when the door closes you're free to talk do you think it worked I definitely felt something after being in the pool did you guys I felt a burning a little wet I didn't touch the pool it's scary Yes, I, I think I felt something as well. A, a, a power, a clarity of sorts. Yes, I felt something similar. Something with the reflections. Yes, that they're more powerful somehow. I don't think you guys can go back in now. That would probably be dangerous. I think it just wanted to burn me. Stupid thing, after all we've done for it. Just burns my foot. Well... I did say it would cleanse us. I mean, it's Aridin, so I guess it's his version of cleansing. Probably need to be not chaotic, I suppose. You're just not a big enough douchebag for him. <laughs> hey, wait, wait a minute. I resemble that remark. <laughs> I knew we should have stolen more stuff. Should have, definitely should have. Yeah, except for you made friends with Ways the Epochs. Dude, I'm, de- I'm definitely coming back to hang out with him. Like. So you see in front of you a spiraling staircase, exactly like the other staircase, in its lustrous green polished marble, cut perfectly, ascending. I'm going to take some potions. I'm going to get together all the shit that I'm going to take and prepare before I go in through that door. But I'm not telling you what it all is. Oh, that reminds me. I need to. Oh, I should use my um, ambrosia of undying hope. Oh, I'm breaking that shit. Take, I'm taking mine too. Is this still like the last battle, like in a game where I'm like, oh god, I've been holding onto this stupid potion since level one. It yeah. gives me one agility, <laughs> but I better use it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. All right, Tyler, answer me this one question. Yep. Am I going to get swallowed whole? No. Okay. Is Jeb going to get swallowed whole? Yes, with 100%. Can the guy cast the nightmare spell or whatever where my worst nightmare comes true? Yeah, that's entirely possible. I'm back in the bellies of the skeleton where I should have died long ago. (laughs) Jeb's just been living on borrowed time. This is actually just a fever dream. I'm actually dead. (laughs) The whole thing from (laughs) when you... The campaign is the skeleton. No, the cockatrice. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) You're just still a stone. Is this it? Are we really about to begin the final encounter of the Extinction Curse? Yes. Is it all just a fever dream in Jeb's head from when he became stoned by a cockatrice in Book 1? Maybe. Either way, will we stop the Extinction Curse? Actually find out next time as we conclude the Extinction Curse. And until then, may you have many great adventures of your own. It's your turn.